is up guys how are you doing welcome back to another episode of songwriters lounge with me so i'm and my buddy andy first off i wanted to say thank you so much for all the questions and song submissions we've had this week it's been amazing to listen to them all and we've had some incredible songs come in and that's just a testimony to you guys so thank you so much i just wanted to start with that andy what have you been up to this week man anything anything interesting yeah, uh, still ongoing with the puppy, as we spoke about last week. So pup. he's still running rings around me and I'm picking up all his poos. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just kind of, yeah, just kind of starting with the training there, trying to get him potty trained as quickly as possible. We're in the top floor flat, so it's a bit more challenging than if I could just keep on trying to put them in the garden yeah but um but yeah we're getting there and obviously puppy pads are great and he's 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 you know he's doing everything he's sleeping through the night now he's eating well he's playing brilliantly and i'm loving it so yeah he's adorable yeah. man he's adorable he's absolutely gorgeous so he's <laughs> he's become my my favorite wee pal of the week so that's been brilliant yeah man and really apart from that music wise i released my track hypnotize me that we played on episode one that came out on Friday there, and that's been pretty class to hear what people have thought. A lot of people have been like, oh, that's a bit different for you, Andy. So yeah, it's been it's like an emo pop punk meets electronic kind of sounding track, and I've uh, I loved producing that one. It's a great track, man. We'll, we'll link yeah, it as you. well in the descriptions everything so you can hear it, or go back to episode one and you can hear Andy talk about the song a little bit behind it. Uh, it's a great track. I mean, same as me, dude. I'm working on a couple of new tunes. Finally got my act together a little bit over the Sweet. week and just finally picked up the guitar again. It's going well, though, you know, like we touch upon in songwriting. If you get into, if you get inside your head too much, then yeah, everything just becomes 10 times harder. So I've really tried to step away, step back in. Chill out. And yeah, yeah I mean, I've written a whole new tune just with, with the chorus I'm still working on now just to get tightened up a bit and it's very 80s for some Ooh. reason uh but yeah but i'm really really excited about it what kind of 80s are we going for are we going for like proper synth driven aha take on me vibes or? I, i'm gonna try and synth it up a bit <laughs> because i want to mix it up because people know me for more of the uh you know the acoustic instruments yeah, 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 rather than yeah. the electronic and i really want to challenge myself and step outside of my comfort zone and for the first time, I've actually got in my head how I want it to sound, cool. which is huge in terms of like the electronic scene and everything, which has never happened to me before. Yep. So I'm excited to to get going with that. And other than that, just going away on a little holiday. My cousin slated me for saying vacation last <laughs> year because I've been living in America for almost three years. Oh, His dear. only comment was holiday, not vacation. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys. Love you too. I'm with him there. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't, pick, I didn't pick you up on that. I should have slagged you more. So yeah, you should give me a, like a, a virtual respons- slap. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of responsibility I need to take from <laughs> from that. Ah, well. uh, but yeah, man, it's been a good week. Um, we've been Class. busy with it. We've had some lovely feedback from our first and second episode. So sure thank enough. you again, guys. And uh, there's no better way to celebrate than jumping straight in to this week's song submissions because they've been great again. Yeah, so totally. Why why do you want to hear our our voices when we can play some great music? So that's what that's we're going to do right now. And this yeah. this first band is all, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, the Royce Twins. They were actually on the X Factor Australia 
They've got millions and millions of views on YouTube, so it's awesome for us to be working with people like this. And yeah, no. this is, I'll, I'll let them introduce their song to you now, The Royce Twins. Hi guys, we're The Royce Twins and we're here to introduce you to our new track, Black Lace. Never been a better man like Red Sun on the desert sand True love on the never dies when it's so bad but it feels alright Can't stop this desert storm Black Lace is a uniform Hold tight and we'll go all night with you I love the sheets tonight cause you know I love it. I could go, yeah. That is sick. I could drum to that all day. That is right up my street. Yeah. What, what did you think of the song, Andy? That was that was class. Yeah. The minute I heard that when they sent it in, I was like, this is a meaty riff. Seriously class song. Like proper rock and roll vibes, really thick mix. And I love the the guitar and the vocal, how they're kind of in this section that we've played in particular. There's this kind of question and answer. Yeah, it's, it's a proper good song. And for, for me, the vocals are really well sat in the, the middle of the, the mix and it's really tight. And the way that the guitars are crunching without absolutely flooding the mix, mm -hmm. it's always a difficult one when I'm mixing uh, electric guitars. It's trying to get that balance where they're, they're really kind of chunky, a lot of distortion, but they're not absolutely just taken over the full scene. Take the um, mud out, yeah. Totally. So they've gone really well in doing the, the whole classic hard pan, the guitar on the left and right, with the drums and the bass down the middle. That bass, you saw me kind of doing that there. Oh, sick, that it? Was it really is. so sick because it's just like, boom, boom. Just like it comes right through because they've deliberately taken away some of the other instruments in that moment. And it just adds like such a real kind of, cool vibe to it you know what i mean so yeah i yeah, absolutely dude. love that track me too it's interesting because i've known about the royce twins since i lived in australia for probably five years now and cool. this is so different to what they usually do they're usually acoustic love song it's just like two twins two guitars a lot of finger style guitar and it's all like love songs and really really calm and this song like they cranked it up down tune the guitar into drop D, stuck it through God knows how many amps. But as you said, I just want to pick out that they've got rid of the mud from a distorted guitar really well, mm. which is hard to do. To keep everything in there flowing and inside the mix is awesome. And what you didn't hear in verse two, we'll link to the song again, where that bass comes in, in verse two, they also add some like guitar chucks, like a like a rhythmic guitar chuck thing which is awesome i'd love to have seen that in verse one as well but i do agree that the bass coming through there it, ju it just adds that groove that just makes you move yeah. your head yeah totally, and also totally. you touched upon the vocals and to get vocals that sound that good you have to get good vocal takes which yeah. is easier said than done and it's it's easy for a vocalist to to say the producer will fix it but what they've done here is if they've taken the time to get great takes They've probably picked microphones that work with their voices well because everything is really nicely sat in the mix. It's not too far forward, it's not too far back. It's sat perfectly there. It's a very good sound and recording. 
it's just a great rock and roll just, song. Just a great, great tune. And it's yeah. interesting that you say, because um, you know them, that this is quite a, a change from their usual stuff. Because me listening to that completely fresh, I'm like, these guys seriously know what they're doing with this rock and roll vibe. You know, there's that kind of, there's just that confidence in that music that they've both written and produced. So it's quite interesting that they've had that background that you're more familiar with in the acoustic world. So yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah, interesting. It, 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 I mean, I was surprised when I heard they were bringing out a new song because they have a Jason Mraz cover of I Won't Give Up on YouTube that they did on The X Factor that has God knows how many millions of views. And it, everything's calm and it's obviously their Jason Mraz Chilled, cover and all yeah. their music is like that. So I love that's hearing a, this tune. I'll need uh, to check that out because that's a, that's a tune and a half as well. So it, it, I'd yeah, love... I mean, and they cover it well. Yeah, so I, I will actually check that out because it will be interesting to see that that difference. Because I, I love that. I love when artists do these kind of U-turns, not necessarily U-turns, or they change in some way or evolve in some way. And and they've obviously wanted to go for this rock and roll vibe on this. And uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll check that out, man. Yeah, yeah you should. And uh, as last week, we want to offer some kind of feedback that us as the songwriters and producers would have maybe just gone a different direction. Mm -hmm. So uh, the only thing that I've would have liked to see more is just more snap of the snare as a big rock and roll fan and a big hair metal fan and every kind of <laughs> rock and metal vibe i love yeah. the crack of the snare and although it's there in this track yeah. and the producer's done a really good job just my personal taste i would have just added a little bit more crack to the snare and if you didn't want to sample it you could also copy and paste the original snare track and just eq it multi-band compress it in certain places just to bring that real like of the snare through yeah and that's the only thing it's just a great track really well recorded loved it and i've been listening to it since i released it it's on my playlist you could even do a kind of bit with a, a transient shaper where you just yeah, you bring oh, that kind of transient definitely. really in so you get that more punch i'm the same so for me the only critique that i would say is the drums in general i think could have been a bit louder they were a massive part of that song and they were really driving that incredible rhythm and rock and roll vibe so i was actually just kind of wanting to tease a wee bit more volume out them to be honest and if you had that extra volume i think maybe your extra punch and your weight potentially in the snare as well to your point would have maybe came through so i'm thinking 3db something like that it's it's quite a, an aggressive jump there but what, what it's doing for me is because it's it's just that tad tad quieter for me. It's emphasizing a lot the guitar weight though. And if that's the vibe they're going for, then that completely makes sense to me because I'm listening to those electric guitars thinking, oh, whoa, they're massive, they're crunchy, they're, you know, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting that vibe. So if it was a deliberate choice, you know what, we're going to back off the drums just ever so slightly to emphasize more that this song is about that guitar riff, that really kind of crunching rock and roll guitar riff, that makes complete sense to me. But I, I guess from a personal perspective, yeah, I just want a bit more of the drums. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a great song. Really, really, really love this song. This is right up my alley. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. More of that, please. More of that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just another great submission that we've got through this week. And next cool. up, we've got a lovely lady from the States 
called Stephanie Ryan, who's worked with us before. She's awesome. And I'll let her introduce this song to you. This is Stephanie Ryan. Hey guys, it's Stephanie Ryan, and you're listening to Summer Fling Acoustic. Well, the summer fling felt like the real thing, but he was headed back to Georgia in the fall. Yeah, I, I just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Woo. I love the guitar. I know it's like very clearly an acoustic song, and as Stephanie yeah. said, it's summer fling acoustic. There's there's a whole new real version, but oh. I love the way the guitars sit in this track, and it, it immediately like it just makes you want to bop your head. And mm. I, I especially like Stephanie's voice. She's got a lovely voice to listen to. It's just expressed in a song like this. The guitars are so nice and bright. They've done a really nice job adding the, and the kind of the, the warmth to the high end of the guitar without losing too much of that kind of low end stuff. Mm-hmm. I know it, it sounds to me in the mix like they've tried very intentionally to get rid of as much low end as they can and just bring the brightness out and especially to complement Stephanie's voice, which they've done lovely. And I just enjoyed the songwriting on this song. For, from a songwriting point of view, it's a... It flows nicely. It has everything you want. It has a really cool, acoustic-y country lead line. It's just a fun, summery country song that makes me want to open a beer and just <laughs> just chill out. Set in a heat stack. <laughs> <laughs> you say, yeah, you're not used to that, are you? Too much country no, music over in this, the UK. This is all, no, this is all very new to me. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Dan and Shea. Um, oh, oh, they're great. I've seen them live in Glasgow in like a bar, whereas over in the States, they'd be playing in a stadium, wouldn't they? So yeah, yeah it's just like, you can get away with that in the UK because it's not as big, but I'm being the kind of music geek I am. I am certainly, certainly a big fan of certain country artists. And no, I loved, I love the chilled out bops on this. It's very distinctive country Western vibe straight away. I love the fact that they, they mix some background noise into the track to do like, yeah i like that, that too yeah which is quite cool again like makes me feel like i'm outside again on the haystack with a beer quite like that vibe or like you're you know in a festival performance you know it's like an acoustic performance in a wee tent somewhere and you're you've got that kind of atmosphere around you yeah like a festival kind of vibe yeah yeah i like that and lyrically it's very kind of classic country as well which is good for the genre and the guitars i want to absolutely pinpoint are really clean like really bright clean and that crystal presence that is probably one of my main takeaways from listening i was like oh those guitars are really well mixed but probably not just mixed well recorded well because it's like what we've spoken about on previous episodes the the sound quality going into that mic has obviously been really good from the get-go yeah so yeah, like that that is just that's some of my kind of thoughts there. Where where I think for me it could have been improved is probably around the vocals on this track. I don't think they were necessarily polished enough. And what I mean by that is I mean that for the lead and the backing vocals. 
I mean, I just think they could have had a bit more of that kind of that shine element so a bit more vocal processing to just bring about that kind of vocal air on her on her voice because she's got a lovely voice it's just I think when you when you listen and you reference your that mix against some mixes like Kelsey Ballerini for example big big star fantastic songs and she's got this vocal quality in her mixes that is you know, just really present, bright, but like really kind of earthy, country style kind of vocal. I think had that been closer to to that kind of vibe, would have even made it a hundred times better, you know, and it would have taken that to the next level for me. So for me, what I would work on for the, the next track is trying to get more of that kind of country, commercial sounding vocal. But yeah, overall, great track. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I get that completely. And I, I'm coming from a di slightly different angle this time as I normally would. I'm, I'm coming in as more of if I was to join the, the session, the songwriting session, what would I have added to it? And mm -hmm. straight away, that chorus for me, I would have added some high frequency guitar syncopation. Like a da 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 just in yeah. the background there really high up in the neck just for me that's just my personal taste i love hearing that in the background of things and again i spoke about it last week it kind of adds that funky element yeah yeah when you had a little that. bit of syncopation there with a with a, a high high guitar uh, and that could have been achieved with acoustic or electric on a clean setting and yeah just what andy said with the vocals stephanie comes through really well and i really enjoy listening to her voice the lyrics are great 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 country song I'd have just liked the, the background vocals just to be a little bit tighter with the lead vocal. And you can achieve that with a plug-in like Vocaline takes two, like a couple of seconds to do. But I, again, that's just being really nitpicky, you know. I just want to add that kind of from both angles of what I would have done just, just a little bit differently myself. But I love this song. Again, it went straight into my Spotify country playlist and <laughs> it, it will stay there. <laughs> Good, so thanks good. so much for the submission, Stephanie. We're, we're a really big fan over here of you, as you know. So thanks again for sending that song in. I really enjoyed that one. Not just the acoustic version, the, the, the full band version is equally as great. And I will leave links and everything so you can check that out as well. I'll need to check that out, yeah. Yeah, it's Definitely. awesome. It's awesome. Class. And uh, so next up, we've got a band called Artax. Is that correct, Andy? They're from your, your neck of the woods, so... Maybe I'll let so. you say say how they say it in a <laughs> Scottish accent. I better get it right now because the pressure's on. Yeah, I believe they're called Artax and this is the single Rise from their album Rise. But I'll let Katie, I think we've got here, who's one of the duo, introduce the track now. Hey guys, this is Katie from Duo Artax and this is our song Rise from our album Rise. We hope you like it. Thank you. Oh, I love that guitar, man. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah. Oh, it's great. Straight away, I'm hooked with music like that. I love. Yeah. I want to be the drummer for this band. <laughs> Just the. It's like the classic headbanger. Oh yeah. Drum beat and it's brilliant. I really enjoy it. The kick is so tight and especially in in a tune like this, you want that kick to be driving those drums. Yeah. And they've brought that. The beat of the kick, the beat of hitting the skin, I mean, of the drum, through really well. And the snare just adds that headbanging quality. Like, they could have quite easily turned those drums up and, and, you know, in tempo, I mean, and maybe not gone like that kind of half-time almost feel. They could have easily done some kind of 2-4 rhythm. Yeah. But I love it. I love what they've done here. And... I also love that they've kept the synths nice and wide from the pre-chorus and the pause into the chorus and they've kept those synths there, albeit they've turned down a lot in the chorus, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And really strong vocal performance again. The melody's awesome. Like, even as like two guys, we're sat here like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to sing along. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. Like another great up-and-coming Scottish duo slash band. They're, they're representing me well here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that we've got such, uh, such class. I mean, there is class music coming um, from Scotland these days, and I loved this track. It's, I love the power in these vocals, especially at, see that bit at the end when it's like, and I will rise. Da, da, yeah. Da, da. Oh, like again, it's like what we spoke about last week with the song. When you create that space, it just emphasizes that rhythm even more, and it like hits that much harder and they've done that in this track where they've they've created those those gaps to emphasize the dynamics really well and the vocal is so passionate like she's just she's just pouring her her vocals out of her and it's like got this really kind of reverby space on it but it still sounds massive in the mix which is which is absolutely class it's kind of taken me back to my post-hardcore emo days. Me too. Um, because I used to listen to stuff like this all the time when I was going through like the age of, I don't know, 16, 17, that kind of thing, with the, the particular sounds that you're getting from those drums, that kind of drum beat, exactly like you said. And I've put down here, it really ri- reminded me of a band called A Skylet Drive. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. Oh, so big it's, time. It's quite, it's quite like that vibe because... I. If I remember rightly, they they had that kind of electronic stuff within their music as well. Albeit their singer was a guy who sounded like a girl. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so that's the main difference is obviously this is Katie's vocal um, and she's already up there naturally. But yeah, that that was like a guy who just had this kind of, I think it was like a countertenor vocal, you know, just a ridiculously high vocal. Yeah, but um, good comparison, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What a banger of a track. Really Um, was. In terms of critique, it's it's been hard for me in this one. I think I think for me, which is interesting because you said you like the kind of width of the the synths. I've I've actually kind of written down for me the mix could have been a slight bit wider with deliberate placement of a couple of things hard panned on the left and right. Not saying that there was nothing out there. I just think some more presence or some more kind of some more weight in the in the each end. Of the mix would have would have been ideal a tad more levels in the vocals but when i say tad i mean a tad i'm not by any means saying that the vocals are being lost 
I just think because Katie's doing such an incredibly passionate, you know, performance, I, w I just wanted a, a slight bit more of that to come through and shine through. But yeah, those kind of things are minimal, absolute banging track, and I loved it. Really good. Yeah, I said the same. I, I wrote down a similar thing, just a, a little bit wider in the overall mix. Yeah. Maybe yeah. put double up on the guitars, put, throw them out wide for the mm -hmm. chorus anyway. And, and just, I would have liked the guitar just to be brought forward a little bit in the chorus, just before the, as we said earlier, the like the actual like the the guitar the chorus and the, the guitar and the chorus sorry yeah, yeah my words yeah. Just, <laughs> so, again like like Andy just said so slightly not very 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 minimal difference just bring it up a bit and then yeah just for me I would have just slapped a stereo widening plug in on the guitar bus and just yeah and just had a play with it if not the guitar bus the mix bus and just yeah, yeah. seeing what to do with it. Because uh, I was thinking, I was thinking like I would have maybe popped it on the instrument bus and just, you know, just slightly winding it until you just feel it come a bit more round in the stereo field. Um, I think that's all it would have needed, Tom, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I, I love this kind of music. Like the, it, I mean, it kind of reminded, the drums reminded me a little bit of a band called Tesseract. They're not as crazy timing i don't know if you've heard of tesseract andy but they're they're some of the most talented musicians i've ever ever seen they're they play in so many funky tempos but the drums are always driving it there with that kind of halftime feel almost yeah yeah but then it changes out of nowhere into like a new rhythm <laughs> that everything flows well and I, i'm like ah i just wish i could write a song like that where everything yeah, yeah. flows nicely but changes so much and you kind of get that with the like the da 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 yeah. That little change kind of keeps me as a listener like, oh, what's happening there? Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and should, I think you guys keep it smashed a syncopation. it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Again, thank you so much for those submissions because every single track. Smashing it. I, I've I've honestly added it to my own playlists in Spotify. Like. I, I loved every single one of them. Genuinely. And we've added it to our playlist. And our playlist, which we have now. <laughs> yeah. We've made a little playlist of all the songs we're going to feature on the podcast that we'll leave links in the description if you want to check it out. Highly recommend it because the, the full songs is just awesome. Yeah. And, you know, leading out of this segment of the show, now into some questions that we've had submitted. It's so cool to see some some really awesome questions coming in from you guys so thank you again and just keep them coming our first question comes from joel from sweden now we've got a little bit of a swedish theme this week two questions from sweden uh, but this first question comes from joel thank you joel hey guys this is joel from sweden i have a question about songwriting and collaboration i wonder how your music benefits from collaboration and in what way you think it makes the whole process more interesting it's a good question isn't it it's a good question you want to you want to fire away i'll do my best collaboration in itself i think teaches you a serious amount in terms of songwriting production but not just in terms of the musical side of it for me it it tells you a lot about your your people skills and you've you've got to you've got to as the name would suggest collaborate 
with the person, you know? And that can be difficult because songwriting is such a, it's a creative process that is very unique to you. And especially if it's like a track that you have this kind of, or the, or it's a lyric phrase that means a lot to you. It's, it's difficult when someone else comes in and, and says, oh, but I think it would be better sounding like that. So you've got to have that kind of ability to bounce off each other. So, so yeah, I've put down both musically, but also kind of people skills wise, it's very important. I think for me, when I collaborate, it's either myself or someone else, you still need like every process, you need a manager or you need like someone that's that's overall driving the direction. I think that's really important. So whether that's something that you discuss at the start or not, it can it can sometimes just happen naturally. So if I'm like, I've started the chorus hook and I get someone else on and, you know, they want to write the verses. Overall, I've kind of dictated the the journey from the chorus because that's the main kind of, the main lyrics, the main body of the song. So you've got to do it in a way as well that doesn't bulldoze your own ideas. So don't just come along and say, Tom, hey buddy, I'd, shall we collaborate? And um, by the way, every idea that you say, nah, it's, it's going to be my way or the highway. You know, you, you can't, you can't yeah. do that. So I think what I gain from it is usually I get like melody hooks or sound design options that otherwise I would have never came up with because it's really cool. Like I've done a track with a buddy Craig um, for an artist in the US that we're kind of pitching at the moment. And had I just wrote a song to the brief myself, it would not have been the song that we've both created together um, as the output. And I think that's quite special and unique because his background and influences and my background and influences fuse together and create this kind of unique work. That's kind of my taking it. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to everything I said, really. I'd, I want to start by saying if you've never collaborated before, it can be really daunting and really scary yeah. to step outside of your comfort zone. And, and everyone has a first time. I want to preface this by saying that everyone's human. Everyone wants to learn from others, even if they don't know that they want to learn. Yeah, You go into a songwriting session, there, there will be things you pick up. And you just have to remember in your head that you're not, if you're a guitarist, not everyone is a John Mayer. Like not everyone is someone that's going to just know every single little thing about the guitar. And there's no need to feel like you're not adding anything because mm. you are, but it's very easy to feel like insecure, insecure sure. about your own abilities. And For sure. it's something that I think even professionals deal with at times. You learn so much from, from collaborating with songwriters and other producers and that's always something that I love about collaboration. Collaboration can be anything. It could be you're collaborating if you're writing a song in a band. You just mm -hmm. maybe don't know that you're collaborating because they're yeah, your yeah. mates. Yeah. If you go to maybe someone you've never met before and then you sit down in a songwriting session, that may feel more like collaboration, but you collaborate all the time without even realizing it. Even if you're listening to a tune that you like and you think, oh, I'm going to do something like that. In a way, you can look at it as that's kind of collaboration. If that makes you feel more comfortable, like walking into a session, because once you get that first that first one out of the way, and I still remember my first ever songwriting session, I was really scared. But once you get that out of the way, you, you feel 
so much better, like that you can offer something and that you can enjoy yourself while you're doing it. And it's just one of those things that people that want to write songs usually want to collaborate and they usually, you hear all the time, like Let, let's figure out a date we can work together. Let's get something locked in. Even if you leave with nothing, you have something there. You've learned something from someone. You Nine times out of 10 though, I must admit, you leave with something that you're really happy with. At least in my case and a lot of people that I know's cases. That's a great question. I think collaboration is hugely important. Yeah. It helps you progress as a musician, songwriter, whatever you're collaborating in, it helps you progress. Thanks so much for the question, man. Joel, I'd love to know where you're from in Sweden because we've got a Swedish question coming up in a minute. But first we've got <laughs> Amir. Amir, Amaya from Scotland. This is also a great question, so I'll let her ask the question. Hey guys, it's Amaya. I feel like people always get asked um, who their favourite singer is or who their favourite band is, but I'd quite like to know who your favourite songwriters are and who do you look up to in terms of actual songwriting ability? Awesome, awesome. Could go, could awesome go down the question. rabbit hole here, couldn't we? Yeah, you want to you <laughs> you go first since it's your, yeah, your Scottish I'll, I'll, sister? I'll, I'll do I'll do my best, Amaya. So I so instead of just word vomiting every amazing artist that I've ever listened to and, and been inspired by, I thought like for this particular question I'll give a couple of specifics. So one of my all-time favourite songwriters is a man called Jason Lancaster, who was originally from the, the original lineup of a band called Mayday Parade. Love um, Mayday Parade. Yeah, oh, so he's now in the band Go Radio, but basically he was one of the key writers in their first album called A Lesson in Romantics, which is probably my all-time favourite album, if I'm honest. It is a sick album. It's, you know, I, I heard it for the first time and I probably didn't play anything else for like at least a solid month. I was blown away about the mix of anthems in which he pours his heartbreak into these kind of pop punk showcases with the most exposing lyrics but painstakingly raw and rich vocal hooks and he's someone that I've stuck by really and followed his journey all the way through even when he left that original band and went to his his own band Go Radio and he also released a solo album because of the impact that his writing had on me from that time, I've literally, I've been like invested for, and I will continue to be invested because the lyrics and the melodies in that album will never tire for me. So if you haven't heard it, I would massively, massively recommend anyone who just likes a real album for both chilling out to and if you've got, you know, if you've got any heartbreak going on, this is your, the album for you. You know, it's it's proper raw. It's just great, great songwriting. Oh, so awesome. he's, yeah. Miserable Good at guy. best. Jamie Oliver. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Great so songs. You, so you know it, Tom, which My makes era, me very, very happy. Brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, so he's probably a key individual himself. Aside from that, probably what would be a surprise to some listeners is I am a massive fan of musicals. Oh, yeah. So musical theatre yeah. is a big, big passion of mine. So in terms of musicals, I'm massively inspired by like Bubble and Schoenberg, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, 
just these are like classics that will hopefully never die in terms of just again how incredibly beautiful their stories are told with the lyrics and melodies just cannot get away from when i when i watch those shows or listen to those tracks getting shivers you know it's just it's they're, they're incredibly powerful and I've also, I stay with musicals even now, and there's a new wave of songwriters. The The most significant I would like to mention is like Pasek and Paul, who are US, I believe, based, and they wrote the music to The Greatest Showman, which came out in the cinemas that we've all heard, but they wrote a musical, I think that came out a couple of years ago now, but I'm a massive fan of the show, and I've, I've seen it both in Broadway and the West End in London because I'm a, a bit of a geek, um, <laughs> but it's called Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, awesome. I love, yeah. love those songs. Yeah, so be- be- again, beautiful songwriting. And if anyone listening hasn't checked out that musical, it's called Dear Evan Hansen. You need to do it because what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, they all know Ben Platt anyway. So Yeah, totally, totally. I'm glad you put musical theatre and kind of musicals Thanks, and stuff. Thanks, man. I'm the same. I have... You know, my, my old iPod and now my Spotify and my phone are filled with musicals. Yeah. And hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of songs. So we could we could dedicate that. a full honestly, we could dedicate oh. a full episode to musicals. You get me going. Um, the greatest showman. So. I know who mixed it, I know who wrote the songs, I know yep. awesome. Class. Class. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're great, man. I, I think for me, other than, you know, like John Mayer, I think is an amazing, amazing songwriter. Ed Sheeran has written more number ones for the people than himself. Like he's written for Eminem, One Direction, Justin Bieber, Taylor, you name it, Taylor Swift. He's, he's, he's written the songs for them. They've got them recognition. But for me, I can't escape my favorite band ever, Queen. Yes. And I just think not only was Freddie Mercury world-class number one songwriter, so was Brian May, so mm. was Roger Taylor, so was Paul Deacon. When a bass player writes number ones, you know yeah. you're, you have a band, a very yeah. good band. And I just can't escape some of the songs I've written. Totally. Bohemian Rhapsody for me is the best song of all time. Nothing will ever come near it in yeah. terms of songwriting. Yeah. The, it's it a masterpiece. His, yeah. And I, I've said that since I was, I first heard it when I was maybe seven years old. Like, wow, this is a good song. And I'm so glad they've made like a movie out of it so yeah. people can really appreciate it because that's what a six minute song maybe yeah it takes so many different directions and it was all in freddie mercury's head i just can't even believe it like that that was in his head and what impresses me about that song is you listen to that today and there's still nothing after all these years that can come close but it's not just the songwriting it's actually produced like unbelievably well well. and think of all the technology advancements as well that's happened yeah they had no auto-tune they had no vocal alignment they had no alignment technology they couldn't go in and do any of that so no i I just think it's amazing again like just complimenting freddie mercury was brian may who there's Mm. not many guitar solos in the world that you can sing and brian may is in my opinion the best melodic guitarist of all time Mm-hmm. In terms of when you hear Brian May, one, you know it's him, and two, you can sing his guitar parts, and and you know it. You, you play air guitar to it, and I just, yeah. yeah, I can't come away from from not just calling them Queen, but 
the four of them individually as songwriters and musicians, outstanding. But there's, there's one more English songwriter that many of you probably don't know. His name is James Vett Galotti. He is the front man of a band called Death Havana. And I love that they're one of my favorite bands of all time. And many people have never heard of them. But I, I have. <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky enough to have shared the stage with them a few times. Awesome guys, but even better musically. Like their songs are just so emotional. He, he, he's a great vocalist as well. He's a great guitarist, great musician. I, I just really enjoy it. So again, like if you haven't checked, they're, they're called Def Havana, the band. D-E-A-F-H-A-V-A-N-A. Def Havana. They're awesome. You need them in your life. Trust me. Absolutely. Need. I mean, see their second album, Tom. I mean, the first one blew me away, but their second album, oh, that just, that, that just was, I, I class that as a masterpiece, the, the second album. And I watched the documentary where it was all about James and he said like he was dealing with so much like mental health wise at that time. And he would just, he poured it out on, you know, the sheets of paper and then in the studio. And it's just incredible because it went... They did change direction, didn't they, from like album Very one much. to album two. Not in terms of anything negative. It was outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah, there's some songs on that album that, again, like they may not be the most famous band in the world, but when you can write songs that are a complete story and they're almost like a conversation, mm. not many people can do that. And the fact mm. that he did, I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to give him a mention because I think everyone could appreciate it their album because it's it has everything mm -hmm. it has rock and roll country music it, irish music mm. it has electro pop it, it has everything and that they did that very deliberately i must say uh, yeah just great and i know that as you said james has a lot of mental health stuff going on his talent is incredible but, i mean he pours it out and exposes himself which is not just incredibly brave, but I'm sure, like, I listened to it and I was like, I can relate to some of the stuff that he was singing about and I'm sure I won't be alone and, and there'll be people that, that because of his bravery and his lyrics and him just, you know, laying all bare about what he was feeling at that time, a lot of people will, will have found comfort in that, you know? It's, yeah, man. It's, it's powerful, powerful stuff. Uh, speaking of bravery as well, our next question is from one of the most inspiring, brave people I think I've ever met. A Swedish guy called Daniel. Daniel, I know he won't mind me saying, uh, has a disability, but he doesn't let that stop him. And he produces his own music. He releases his own music. He has his own business. He's got his own production company. Wow. And we've done a story behind the music video with him. I did a Facebook Live with him the nicest guy and I really enjoy his songs. He, he releases really good songs and we'll get him on the podcast at a later date because yeah. you, you'll love hearing, it, like hearing his story and, and, and listening to what inspires him and stuff like that. It's just, I it, wanted to say that before we hear Daniel's question. Totally, totally. So yeah, thanks for the question, Dan. Here it is. Hi guys, hope you're doing good. My question to you is, of all the songs you've released and written, which part of that song is your favorite? And what made you write that specific part? Well, that's, that's a good a question as well. It's a tough, that's, that's a really tough question. And it took me 
quite a while to think about. I don't know like if something maybe came quickly to you, but to, out of all the stuff I've written, to say what is the one you're most proud of and of that, what single part is are you that's tough. So it is I've, tough. I've I've done my best, Daniel, to answer your question, basically, mate. So I think to date, if I was to pick one, and I'm just going off of I'm not counting everything that I've done, you know, years ago. I'm drawing the line recently to when I started taking it seriously down the production alleyway, which is probably starting in about, I started learning production in 2017, 2018, and I released my first single and have released since then in 2019. So out of that portfolio, I think my favourite song has to be Deeper. And this is a song, it was the second song that I both wrote, produced, released, and it really brought together my love of multiple genres. So I've came through, like I've said, the post-hardcore emo rock world. I've went through the acoustic world. And then recently, this is when I was beginning to fuse together different elements of electronic music, um, sound design elements, vocal chops, etc. So it was a very fun, uh, very exciting track to write, produce. And I, I collaborated on it as well with a really talented vocalist called Rob Walker who is based in Edinburgh near where I live um, and he came on the track and completely changed the vibe of the track which added a completely different energy to it again which was brilliant. It was my first successful release as well so it's my first ever signed song to a label which was really of course exciting at that time and uh, it was my first song that got played back to me on the radio, which is a moment that everyone just is buzzing about, you know, and it's one of the things that is definitely like a, a massive tick in your kind of to-do list as a as a songwriter and producer to, to hear that. I think my favourite part to respond to your specific question about the what particular part and why did you write it has to be the chorus hook. I was listening to a lot of Luz Capaldi at the time, and of course, he's very, his his first album is very deep, right? Without being punny about it, it's very deep and very sad, very slow piano. So I wrote deeper in terms of the chorus with that in mind. Now, when I got Rob on the track and I started to develop it further, this completely changed. And it's now this kind of massive pop anthem. But I still love the fact that the lyrics that I wrote to it are very deep. Again, pardon the pun. But ironically, the way it developed was it's a really kind of tragic, deep lyrical chorus, but it bounces off the fact that it's it's a really poppy, happy sound that Rob sings. So for people that really want the message and want to immerse themselves in the meaning of the song the lyrics will be there for them. But also if people just want to not think too much about the depth of what a song means and just want the melody and to glaze over the surface, you know, it, it's got a really catchy hook on top of it. So it, it works in both ways for me and, and I'm very proud of that song for that reason.
that's a that's a detailed answer for you there, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Dan. <laughs> well, we, we can set we can post links to to these songs as well, so you can hear them and, and get a feel for them as well. Because I don't think I've heard that one of yours, Andy, but I'm I'm going to now. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to try and come away from the band stuff that I did, and also more of the production stuff and just come down to the brass tacks of it, which is what I'm proud of in in the actual song itself. And for me, someone that is not a guitarist, first and foremost, I'm a drummer. So when I write nice guitar lines, it's something that I'm extra proud of because it doesn't come as naturally to me. And I wrote a song with a buddy back home called Jack, called Soldier On. And this song is about it's it's about a guy that leaves his family to go to war and how war affected him. So again, it's quite a deep story, but what Jack does beautifully well is write story driven lyrics, which I can't do that, but he's got that gift. So the whole song follows a story and it comes back full circle to him coming home from war. Wow. But what I am most proud of is the guitar. I had this guitar line when we went to write the song in a little studio back home. And I was just playing it over and over. And we were really trying to come away from writing a love song because we did so many of them. <laughs> and it was like, it was getting to the point where we were like, oh, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm sick of writing the same kind of songs, you know? So let's try and challenge ourselves. And then Jack had. I think it started as a poem and we just turned it into this song and very, very quickly, I think we wrote the whole song in 15 minutes and it's a long song. It's a five minute song probably, but the Mm. guitar in it, I'm very proud of. And the chorus is really nice and it's got a really cool hook. And is that an acoustic guitar or electric guitar? guitar, Acoustic guitar. It's got that kind of country vibe. So when you listen to it, it like, it does sound quite country. I actually mm-hmm. want to do a re-recording of it because it was recorded using a pick, but I found that it sounds really nice on a nylon string guitar okay. using your fingers. So I'm going to go for that different feel and completely okay. change the feel. I'm going to try anyway. We'll see how it, see how it goes. All these things that you want to do, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I want to do it one day. <laughs> she can get used to being alone, but he won't be home for a while. But yeah, we'll leave links in the description. That song's on Spotify. I'm sure Andy's song's on Spotify as well. Apple Music, all the good stuff. So that for me is my personal favourite. What's yours, Dan? We want to know what yours is. So we do, mate. Know. We do. Please. Dan has actually released a new song called Something New, which we did a music video about, which we'll link up here somewhere. Class. Um, but listen to that because it's awesome. And he produced it with one of Sweden's number one producers, which is awesome. Oof. So, and it's Legend. proper electro. So yeah, we'll we'll get there. Sound, we'll get there. S- sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah, you'll yeah. like it, Andy. It's, it's very much your cup of tea. 
Let's get it in. Let's get it on the song submissions. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. You you heard that here then. But yeah, there we have it, guys. Sweet. Episode three. And this one's been a fun one. I love the song submissions. Thanks again, the Royce Twins, Stephanie and Katie from R-Tracks. Loved the songs, really did. And then Joel and Maya from Scotland. Hopefully I'm saying your name right, Maya. And then Daniel from Sweden. Um, Just... Loved having you guys a part of the show. And if you're listening to this and you want to be a part of it, please send in your questions, send in your songs. Yeah, We want to be overrun with songs to listen to uh, and just learn from you guys. And every, you know, every song you listen to, you learn something new. So mm-hmm. I love that. So thank you guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your mixed bus techniques are. Let us know your questions. And from myself, Tom, and, and me, the and Scottish me rebel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Scottish barbarian. <laughs> Scottish barbarian. <laughs> see you next time. See you next time, guys.